This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Afternoon. Good afternoon. Trying something different today. Uh-oh. Taking a page from Mike Myers' book on podcasting. Uh, there's a book? Uh, uh, sort of. No, I started the recording before I dialed you, so I can get the Skype ringtone at the beginning of the podcast like he always does. So. <laughs> well, there is that. There is that, yes. So how are things? Nah, not too bad. I've been, for some reason, I've been on a lawn kick. I ordered a dethatcher several weeks ago, and for some reason, I guess it's not essential, so Amazon took their time in delivering it, so it finally arrived, and so I've been dethatching the lawn, going out there trying to figure out stuff on it, so I've been watching YouTube videos, and I think I just, I don't know if I really dethatched it or scarified it, because I only did one setting with something else and blah, blah, blah. Interesting. So. Yes. Occasionally I will get in a mood to do some extensive yard work, but then I sit down for a few minutes and I always get over it. So. <laughs> well, this is actually easy. Well, now, when I first moved here, I, uh, so we moved here and we started going around to some of the uh, yard sales. And somebody had a thatch rake. And I thought, ooh, that's a good idea because I probably do need to dethatch it. Worst thing I ever bought because I went out there to try to dethatch with it. Six hours later, I think I got half the yard done. And I swore I would never. That just sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, I swore I'd never do it again. And I haven't. But, of course, that means I've built up thatch over the years. So, um and needed it done, so I bought this thing. And I know my old, so my LCS owner, uh, my original LCS owner, passed away several years ago. Um, but I remember talking to him originally, way back when. He said he had an electric dethatcher, and so I've always kind of thought about it, but never done it. And so I finally did it, and it's like, damn it, I should have done this years ago. Yes, well, see, I take the thinking that, you know, nobody dethatches the grass in nature, so why should I? Yeah, but nobody really mows grass in nature. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> anyway. So, well, good. I'm glad you're getting landscaping done. Eh, there's other landscaping I need to do. This is just easy. Well, I'm sure Anne has got a list of things that needs to be done, or wants to be done, Oh, she wants to put an English garden out front. All right, you're going to have to enlighten. I don't know exactly what an English garden is. I don't know. It looks like a yard full of weeds is what I think it is. Okay. (laughs) It's where you don't have grass or anything. You just have plants. I'm not going to say flowers because not all of them bloom. But you just... Because, well, we've got that big tree out front. It's a willow oak, so it soaks all the moisture out of the ground out front. So nothing grows there except, like, clover and moss. Because right. it's always in the shade, and there's not enough. So she just wants to rip all that out, which means I rip it all out. And she wants to plant all this stuff, which means I plant all this stuff. And uh, it's an English <laughs> garden. Because it's like, I don't know, I guess some of them flower. But just, you know, it's just plants. It's not yard. Right. Well, I've so. always been envious at the times I've traveled to Arizona places like that, desert areas. The people there have front yards are are basically gravel with a few cacti interspersed. Well, some of them will paint it green. Um, that looks a little tacky, in my opinion, but... Didn't say it didn't look tacky. I didn't say some of them will paint it green. Well, I wouldn't, because (laughs) I think it looks better. I mean, I like that look. 
it would look kind of strange here in North Texas, and I'm sure my HOA frown upon it. But oh yeah, that's right. You got that HOA. Yes, I know, and that's something I'll never do again. When we move eventually, when we which we will, eventually. I'm not gonna live in an HOA. I'm not gonna do it because it's like I'm not gonna have a bunch of people deciding what I can and can't do with my house or my yard. Oh come on now. Look, I was president is... of that damn HOA for two years. This has been more than a dozen years ago, but I was president, and what a pain in the neck. Nobody ever complained about the neighborhood until they got ready to sell their house. Then they wanted to start bitching about, so-and-so's not keeping his yard up to standard, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why haven't you been t- calling, complaining about this before? Just because now you want to try to get the most money for your house, and now you want to bitch about other people's yards. <laughs> I mean, it was just a pain in the neck. I had to step in between two guys who were about to have a fist fight over a fence. A damn fence. And they're going to get into a fight over it. I thought um, fences made good neighbors. Uh, not this case, it didn't. <laughs> but. Good fences make good neighbors. Wasn't that a Robert Frost poem or book or short story or something? I don't know. Well, I have been sort of participating in a virtual con this weekend. Ooh, there's a virtual con going on and you didn't let me know? Well, I didn't find out about it until yesterday and then I haven't had a chance. It's comicartfan.com. Okay. We're doing this thing. It had online virtual panels over the weekend where they were talking about to different creators and people and auctioning off, giving away or contests of some original art. Ooh, any good art? Uh, yes, there was some... Joe Casada had something that he was giving away. Uh, Jose Rivera. Then, I forgot who it was yesterday. He wasn't selling it or giving it away, but he was showing off his Jaime Hernandez collection. Oh! I was salivating watching it. Never been, never been so envious. Oh, you can put together one of those, can't you? Uh, one. I got one piece of art, so... I thought you had two. Oh, two. That's right. I do have two. <sighs> Even okay. I know your art collection better than you do. What can I say? I'm old. I'm 58. My memory's gone. They make a pill for that, don't they? Uh, not that I've heard, no. But So that was kind of interesting. It wasn't, I mean, I wasn't as good as Abstract Studio Con was back in March. Ooh, that reminds me. i got to go practice making my faces from a uh, martini glass. <laughs> I finally got that piece of artwork that I got during the con that got misdelivered or not or not delivered and ended up going back to Terry and they resent it. So I finally got that. How do you miss send that? They <clears throat> all right. They send everything out signature required, which mm-hmm. I understand. We're talking about hundreds of dollars worth of art. Yeah, that's, that's well, what I'd want. They sent it to me. I never got anything. And if FedEx tried to deliver it, they didn't leave any notification. Usually they will give you a notification that, hey, we tried to deliver it, nobody was home, call this number, such and such, you can come, or you can come to to the storage facility and pick it up yourself. Well, I never got any of that. <laughs> so I never... Maybe it blew off the window. If they tried to deliver it, I never knew about it. And it sort of slipped my mind. So then I contacted Robin. Uh, well, I just... She's the one that answers her email. I emailed Abstract Studio, and Robin said, yeah, we just got a notification that it's on its way back. That they tried to deliver it, and nobody was there. I'm like, well, that's... That's a lie. I was going to say, somebody has been here just about every minute during all of this COVID stuff, and they never gave me an indication. So it takes weeks for that stuff to get back, get routed back to the originator. I mean, it was like five weeks it took to get for it to get back to Robin, and then they resent it, and I had it within three days. So. <laughs> That's why I buy my art. That's why I buy my art in person. Well, when you can, but you can't always, especially now since there's no cons. And like I fun? said, C2E2. It's the only con of the year. Probably we're going to be that way. Nah, I've seen something. There's one going on in Florida. I think I've been oh, seeing yes. ads for well, I think Heroes Con is not canceled yet. I think they're still planning oh. on having it. Really? I thought it was. Oh, uh, maybe I'm Maybe wrong. not. 
we're about to find out. Aren't we, though? So, ooh, did you see my tweet on my... Uh, oh, yeah, you did, because you made a comment that it's still sealed. So I finally got the... Uh, speaking of Terry Moore, I finally got the Strangers in Paradise hardcover Omnibus. I'm the buy. And they're still sealed, so it's like, mm, do I break the seal? No, you don't, because you'll destroy the value. It'll go down by 50%. You take that wrapping off of there. <laughs> yeah, but how am I supposed to read it? Uh, you just can't. Oh, you're right. Heroes Convention's not until 2021, so they canceled it for this year. Yep. So, nah, I'll take the wrapping off and I'll read it. I was thought I was actually getting the original release from 2009, so I, I thought I got a great deal, but then I got something on 2019 on the receipt, so it's like, son of a... But anyway, I got it. I'll open it up and take a look and see. Heroes Con 20... It says, Heroes Con 2020 will be held on June 18th to the 20th, 2021. So does that mean Heroes Con 2021 will be held in 2022? Interesting. Why don't they just say Heroes Con 2020 is canceled and we'll see it Heroes Con 2021. Well, you see, I think that's what's causing the confusion. Yes. It makes sense for the Olympics to say that the 2020 Olympics will be held in 2021 because that's an ever four years. But oh, that, so they're always going to be a year off now? Or are they just yeah. going to have two one year? I don't think so. Or maybe they're going to combine the 2020 with the 2021, and it's going to be the 20 and 21. Could be. It's going to go twice as long. I think they should just do it and delay it every year. So, uh, yeah, it's always one year behind. <laughs> That'll save a lot of confusion. So it's nothing there but last well, year's know, books? Gosh, I know Mike Myers is disappointed because he loves Heroes. That's his favorite con. I've heard good stuff about it. I've heard good stuff about it, too. Gosh, Eric Eric is going to be disappointed at Cowabunga because he loves that, too. Yeah, I guess I ought to check it out sometime. Well, we ought to. I ought to try to get people there. The problem is, first of all, it's always on Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So people like Aaron are never going to get away for it without having, causing a lot of domestic problems. That's why you take your kids with you. It's a Father's Day trip. And it's always near or Pam and I's anniversary, which is June 17th. Mm-hmm. So I would have to bring her if I went. So. And the problem with that is? Not the real problem. It's just it's additional. If a bunch of us go, and I'm the only one that brings the misses, then it gets a little bit dicey on trying to <laughs> go places. Split up your time? Yes. I'm really wondering if there's even going to be a C2E2 next year. Uh, we'll see. But it all depends on how the sporting events go. Well, let's well, go see how COVID goes. Because I think we're not done yet. Everybody seems to be thinking and acting like it's over with. The danger is past. And that is not the case. Depends on how you define the danger. Is the danger getting it or is the danger overwhelming the medical system? Well, it's both, I think. You don't want thousands and tens of thousands of people getting this thing. Well, you don't want them getting it because it overwhelms the medical system. Well, overwhelming the medical system is result of the problem. So you've got two problems. People getting it, and then when people get it, it overwhelms the medical system. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm seeing a lot of people. I go to the grocery store now, and about a third of the people in there are not wearing masks. It's because freedom. We saw, and hey, even up in your adopted state of Missouri there was a big thing this week about that pool party that went viral I don't know if you heard about that there was a big <laughs> literally <laughs> uh, yes it did it went... there were several hundred people packed into this pool area and of course now this past week one of them one of the people that was there has developed COVID and now they're trying to contact trace contact all these people that were there and tell them they need to quarantine and watch out for symptoms so yeah, that's Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, don't, just, no. Too early to be going back 100% like nothing is the problem. Yes, we can start opening things up, but it's th- just going completely without any sort of caution. But of course so, now the COVID, so yeah. Yeah. COVID news has now been preempted because we've got bigger news with all the rioting and looting that's going on all over the country. Yeah, I like to focus on the... The two astronauts launched from U.S. soil that rendezvoused with the space station this morning. 
I watched that launch yesterday. That was pretty cool. Yep, I did too. I first, was quite happy with it. First launch from American soil since 2011 when they retired the shuttle. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because after coming off of watching all the stuff and reading about the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11 landing last year, seeing the inside of this spacecraft is so... <laughs> comparing <laughs> it to the Apollo... From it looks like an app. Yes. I mean, it's like... <laughs> It's everything is touch screen and it's infinitely more sophisticated than those old Apollo spacecraft. Well, I don't know about more sophisticated. Well, yeah, it has to be more sophisticated. It was 50 years ago. It is more sophisticated. I'm not saying it's better. I mean, what they did with those, what they did with Apollo, with the limited computing power, and is nothing short of phenomenal. Well, that's when they put Aldrin on there because Aldrin could do some of the orbital mechanic calculations in his head. Yes. <laughs> and they did the so, rest of it with slide rules, which slide rules are only accurate to two decimal points. That's what gets me. Is it's more of a calculating with a slide rule is more of an estimate than an accurate calculation, and yet they use those things to calculate trajectories to the moon and back. It's just it's stunning beyond words what they were able to accomplish. Well, it's really an analog world. We just kind of digitize a lot of it. But yeah, that that SpaceX Dragon vehicle is. Looks really sweet. Yeah, I kept seeing the videos on it. It's like, there's not much in there. And then they did the back thing, and you saw the touch screens and everything. And it's like, and even their spacesuits didn't look like spacesuits. So I don't think you could go into a vacuum of space with those things. I think those are more for some depressurization and some fire protection and stuff. But yes. No, I don't think it's good for, would be good for extravehicular activities. I don't think nope. it has enough shielding against cosmic rays. No, no, but they look way more comfortable. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, the whole ship looks way more comfortable. This is true. This is true. Hey, I'd go on a ride on it. I would, too, if they let me. I doubt I could pass the physical. Yeah, yeah, so. But I guess they were really concerned, like, Musk's big concern is the re-entry thing, because, yeah, that's usually the big part with the heat well, shield yeah. and everything like that. That's kind of oh. critical. Yeah, and I and I oh I loved how watching it all and at the point when you were gonna watch the uh, stage one or the first stage land on the on the remote barge, the camera cut out and then it cut back in and there it was, so you missed the whole landing. Yes. Now of course that's gonna fuel a conspiracy theorist. It didn't really <laughs> land. That was a real they just cut to a different barge with a with a fake first stage. But. Well now there was a video from the camera on the, the first stage going all the way down to it landed. So they do have that. I, I just love this did you, did you catch the name of the barge? Oh, of course I still love you or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I it know. Took me, it took me a few times to get what get that. <sighs> That's pretty, That was annoying. Yeah, it was annoying. That's a dumb name. It's like why do you want to call it that? But it is amusing comparing watching the television coverage compared to the coverage back you know, in the seventies during Apollo because it's much more commercialized and it's a cheerleader approach and you hear people clapping and well, high-fiving in the did. background and they would never have done that in mission control gene kranz would have never let them do that it's like i think they clapped some uh, i think they clapped i think it was more restrained but did you see the pictures of it when they showed it it was like that mission control it was like really spread out glass tables not much there and they had like their laptops hooked up to the monitors right it was a it was a very it was a corporate-looking mission control. Well, that's that's the new mission control. The the one, the original one that they mm -hmm. used, it still looks that way uh, because it was the Apollo 11 landing. Mission control room was declared a national monument. Yeah. And legally, you cannot change a national monument. So you go into the old mission control room, and it still has got those CRT displays with the big bulky manual switches it, it looks exactly like it did in 1969 but it has to because it's a national monument which is why they don't use it yeah yeah i guess that tesla is still flying around up there somewhere isn't it um probably <sighs> so anyway let's get into some comics did you get any comics this week i got some comics this week i did it's been a while i got <laughs> two things number one my lcs has opened back up yeah. So I went there, picked up some stuff that's 
was on my pull list from way back in March, including the latest Love and Rockets magazine and a Detective Comics. So I got that, even though he's got he's got his uh, store Corona proofed now. How do you Corona proof a store? Well, not Corona proof, but Corona friendly. I mean, no, that's not true either. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he social distanced his store. That's a better way of putting it. One way aisles. Uh, he put up a big piece of plexiglass in front of the cash register with a little uh, slide in it, kind of like you know the gas stations that mm-hmm. at night they're shut off or closed. They're closed off from the public, so you can't do an armed robbery. So yeah, yeah, but it's it's open. Still not a full slate of comics yet. In fact, I posted the picture of the new comic rack a couple weeks ago, and it was about a third of what it normally is or typically was. But yeah, I got that. I got... Let's see, what else? Did you get a box from Cowabunga? I got a box from Cowabunga. Not much, but probably eight comics or so. I got more than that, but some of the stuff I got from, I think, that got issued... Oh, actually, you know what? That gets confusing, because didn't there for a week or two before all this, uh, DC issue some stuff through, like, Midtown DCBS? Uh believe so yes yeah so i got some of the books that came out with that but i think eric and them are still just doing diamond so they didn't come till diamond shipped so i got some of that ah you know what i got about 10 or 12 myself i don't know what they're doing as far as distribution i know they do tko so they work with tko which does its own thing uh you know what i still got those three tko tko that i ordered i still haven't read yet oh stack of stuff that I haven't read yet is getting larger and larger. Yeah, well, wasn't this past two months the time to catch up on stuff? Well, supposedly, but I just haven't. As we've talked about on the last couple of episodes, I'm becoming more of a mood reader. Just haven't been in the mood to read some of that stuff. Ah, well, there you go. I am... Yeah? I am about two-thirds of the way through Echo. I've been rereading that. Oh, oh yeah, and we mentioned there was two issues of Daredevil I was missing, so Eric found those and put them in with my shipment, so I finished up Daredevil, so I think I'm caught up with Daredevil finally. That's good. I'm not. Oh, 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 and I got to follow up on a rant I had from like a month and a half, two months ago. Okay. So remember my remember my rant, my rant about trying to get some uh, original Drew Hayes art from like Poison Elves, and I'd sit there and bid, and then at two seconds before the auction ends, somebody would snipe it, which is which is totally legal. Is totally legal. You know, if I wanted it, I could have got it for a higher price and everything. But yeah, there's so there you go. So after that whole incident, because there was a about two or three weeks later, another entire art for an entire issue came out, and the same thing was happening again. This time I was a little more prepared for it. And I only watched one or two of them. So uh, and that segues into another interesting little tidbit that I found out. But anyway, so. I had ended up setting up a, you know, one of those eBay notifications where you can put in stuff and save it. And when stuff pops up, you get the daily emails on it. So I did one for Drew Hayes, and one popped up this week, and somebody had to buy it now for a piece of uh, Poison Elves original artwork. So I got that. Hmm. So that is on its way. So I'm finally happy to be getting one of those at half the price most of that other art was selling for eventually. Interesting. Well, that's good. And an, and another segue on that is I collected poison elves, and I was and this is the back in the day when I was still living in like rural Tennessee, and so sometimes my LCS there would get it, and sometimes not. And there was one issue I've been missing, and I finally found it online, so that's on its way. So I'll finally have my complete run of poison elves from Sirius. I still need some. I still need a few issues from the Mulehide years when he was self-publishing, but. I'm finishing off that later this week. Nice. But what was interesting is I don't think Sirius, uh, the comic com- or the the comic company, is in business anymore. And I think what I've been seeing because of this artwork is I think whoever the owner was of Sirius is liquidating the assets on eBay. So whatever he's got, he's selling on eBay because. Uh, there's a couple of things I've gotten, and it's like, you know, from Sirius Entertainment. So, 
I think that's why all this original artwork's coming out and some of these books I've never been able to find online are coming out and some of these portfolios and things. If you go in there looking for Poison Elves or a bunch of the stuff that Sirius Entertainment did back in the day in the 90s and such, it's all on eBay now. Uh. So there's some Dawn stuff from uh, Lensner's out there now, a bunch of Hay stuff. You're getting this original artwork. You're getting portfolios. You're getting signed stuff. So, eh, if there's anything that Sirius put out back in the day, just keep an eye out on the bay, and uh, it might show up. Right. Interesting. Well, good. That's. But I never knew they quit. They went out of business or they quit publishing. I hadn't seen that either, so I wasn't aware of that myself. But good. Well, any news on the pulp front? Nope, I can't find pulps. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, but I can't hit up yard sales or estate sales right now. Well, that's true. So that's kind of on hiatus. Although last week, Pam and I were out driving last weekend, and we saw a, a sign for a garage sale. I'm like, garage sale? Seriously? What are you doing? Just making people park on the side of the road and one person at a time come up and make sure you're socially distanced? And how are you doing a garage sale? Well, I guess if it's not a bi- technically a business, you don't have to follow the rules, right? Well, that's true. Unless you want to be intelligent and not risk exposing yourself. <laughs> I would want a lot of people coming to my house that I don't know what they've been doing. They're not. They're going into the garage. Okay. Well, true. And you got an intercom system. <laughs> okay. Just With the video. Hold out a bucket on the end of us broomstick here just put your money in here exactly and i will send your change back to you okay (laughs) it's like one of those pneumatics at the bank whatever yep 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 so that and then i got my strangers in paradise omnibus this week so happy with that and then i got previews but have you gotten your previews yet yes i have did you get a dc or marvel's previews i know they're only going to be online this month. That's what my LCS owner told me. Well, the Marvel's actually in the pre- big previews catalog. It's actually in there. Okay. Well, he was saying, he told me, I haven't looked at it. I haven't even thumbed through it. So I noticed it was smaller than typical by about a quarter of an inch. It's not as voluminous. But he said, just to let you know, DC and Marvel are only doing their previews online this month. So hmm. I guess he hasn't well, looked through it, but. Well, that I hadn't, that I didn't know, because I was like, huh, there's no DC or Marvel, or whatever. And then I went through it. Okay, oh, there's the Marvel, but no DC. But then you go through the, the order form and the DC and the Marvel stuff there. Of course, the Marvel stuff only takes up a half page. Right. The DC stuff takes up more. So, yeah, I guess you can look online for it. Uh, that's what he told me, because I picked it up Wednesday, this past Wednesday when I was in there. So, yes, I have gotten my previews, the May previews in June. Uh, well, it's still May, I guess, technically, for another few hours. <laughs> oh, gosh. Another episode that we've ruined that's no longer evergreen. Whoops. Okay. Well, this can't do anything with you. I know. It can't take me anywhere. Mm, but I have thumbed through it, and there's some good stuff coming out. I did put in my order for Cowabunga for the April previews. What do you saying? I thought we were supposed to do that weeks ago. Well, a couple weeks ago I did it. We haven't talked in a couple of weeks. Has it been a couple of weeks? About, All the days are just blending together. About two weeks, yeah. But I'm notorious of waiting until either the last day or the day before the last day. So, <laughs> so let me say, you haven't done FOC yet. I haven't done FOC for this Monday? No. <laughs> That's what tonight is for, when we need to do the FOC. So. Oh, I did FOC last week, and I kind of caved, and I got that... Uh, that uh, Cockrum Uncanny X-Men uh, artist edition that they were highlighting. I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. It's like early X-Men. Oh, uh, did you know there's a magnetic press sale going on this week? In yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And I thought about getting some stuff, but now I'm kind of like I just want to get it when I go to C2E2 next year. If there is a C2E2 next year. Well, of course they will. They'll conspire again to make sure they're the only con of the year. Okay, that's true. Or we can just go to Heroes in July. 2019 Heroes in 2020 and 
June. June 18th. And find some of it there. Interesting. <laughs> but No, I put in my Cowbunga order, and it's a little bit different than previous ones, because as I think I mentioned in the last episode, I'm really reconsidering how I purchase and consume comics. Right, trade paperbacks? So I, I bought a lot fewer single issues this time and more trades and hardcovers. There's still some... Okay, the publishers that I am going to continue to buy primarily through periodical periodics are some DC that I have to for other podcasts. Humanoids, Valiant, and Vault. You like that Humanoids universe? Yes, I really do. I haven't uh, read anything from that. Well, I mean, they do... Other things besides their their H1 imprint, Humanoids H1 is their shared universe. Yes, they've got some good stuff. You need to try to read Omni is a good one. Strange Lands by Mags Visaggio is enjoyable. There's one that's out in trade now, Big Country, that I think you would enjoy. But I yeah, I had Ronnie uh, read a few of them, and he, he really enjoyed them. I got him to read it some. I don't know him and uh, him and Aaron talking about orphans from Magnetic Press has got me. I got those. Now, I haven't now read curious them about reading reading those since they keep gushing about them. I got all four volumes. I I bought it on the last Magnetic Press sale. Is that only in hardcover? No, it's not even in hardcover. I don't think. Mine are all trade. Well, trade, but it's only in trade. I mean, it never got released as floppies. It was a was it a web comic or something? I don't know anything about the history of it. All I know is. It's been out in four trades. But what Ronnie was telling me, it was originally a European comic. Oh, okay. Like a lot of magnetic press. Like Ghost Money and Jazz Maynard? Jazz Maynard, those others. But I think Ronnie was telling me that these four volumes only comprise season one, or what they're calling season one or series one. And there's in Europe, they already have a season two, season three. So there's going to be even more coming eventually when the in translation interesting so now's your time to get in on the ground floor but yeah i bought those got those three weeks ago or something like that haven't read them yet doing other things like i said mostly this past week and a half or so i've been reading echo in my quest to reread the terry verse again <laughs> finished strangers in paradise which is the biggest chunk i mean that's you know, 107 single issues, 2,000 pages in your hardcover, two-volume hardcover. So. Yeah, I got to do that, then I'll have everything read. Then Echo, Rachel Rising, reread Motor Girl, rereads Strangers in Paradise 25, then... Five years. Five years, which I still haven't read the last two issues of five years. What do you mean you haven't read the last <laughs> two issues? I, I knew that would annoy you. I just haven't read them yet. I haven't been in the mood. I'm savoring them. I'm waiting. You can't um, savor something you haven't read. Well, that's true. I'm postponing it until I'm ready, and I'm not ready to finish mm. reading it yet. Because then I won't have any more new Terry Moore. Oh, he'll come out with something new, or you can watch his Studio Sunday YouTube videos every f Sunday. Well, that's true. That Let's watch true, those. You can figure out how to make a face out of a martini glass. <laughs> I haven't watched the one how to do that. He's got one where to draw the gorilla. I'm, I'm a, actually I'm a couple weeks behind on those. So. Oh, did you see in the previews? He's got a new edition of a uh, how to draw coming out with expanded chapters or something. No, I haven't. Yeah, if you go through the previews, the, whichever issue is being in there now, it's 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 the latest edition. He's added expanded some stuff like comedy timing and. Not expressions, but something else. Right. So, I guess he's writing a textbook, and he's just doing a chapter every year or two. Ooh, the other interesting thing I found in there, so remember, what, six weeks ago or so, and uh, I sent you that link for that, um, uh, who is it from Flesk? Um, Cho? The Big Book of Cho? Right. All right, well, they also, now this month, they're doing the, uh, the collected sketch books of Bruce Tim. Interesting. And he's got some new stuff in there. Well, that reminds me. I did receive another thing this week. Did you get your Blossom and Blossom X books? Nope. Too low, low tape? You didn't? I, got... I haven't gotten them yet. Son of a... 
No, I haven't gotten mine. I got mine this week. Uh, when did you get them this week? Tuesday or Wednesday? I can't remember. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to track that down. So, yeah, it's been a couple of days since I got them. So. Was that coming from England? I don't don't know. I don't remember. I didn't check the return address. Yeah. I like me some Tula Latoy. I love... I joined Instagram for almost exclusively because of her and Terry Moore to see this stuff they post up there. And Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. I'm only following about four people, five people on Instagram, and that's all the artists. Jenny Frizen's another one I'm following. Crap, now I'm going to have to find out. I posted a two Elote on Discord yesterday or Friday. No, it was Friday. Ooh. Click here to see the status on your shipment. Estimate delivery, Tuesday, June 2nd. So you're just a couple days away. It's at the regional facility in Phoenix. So I went from England to Phoenix, and I go from Phoenix to St. Louis. Well, let me see. <laughs> it originally started in Austin, Texas. Austin? Because it, it was Mondo. It was through Mondo. That's why I got mine. Okay, so it went from... Okay, well, yeah, it went to Austin to Dallas, the Network Distribution Center, on May 28th. All right. And then it went to Koppel, Texas. That's where I live. And then it went from Koppel, Texas to Phoenix. And by the way, it's Capel, not Capel. Oh, okay, Capel. It's not like Ted Capel. It's Capel, Texas. Capel. Okay, went to Capel, Texas, distribution center. Then went to Phoenix, and now it's going to St. Louis. Well, it's a little wonder I got mine then so quickly yeah, because seems... I didn't, mine didn't have to go to Phoenix. Well, I'm still wondering why mine had to go to Phoenix. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I knew you were a big fan. That's why. That's why I sent that to you. Yeah. No, I'm glad you did. Uh, they're a little smaller than you think they are. I knew they were. They're going to be kind of more squarish, weren't they? Yeah, they're like four inch square, five, four and a half inch square. Well, but they're nice. I mean, and Dewan will like the Blossom X because it's a booby book that he likes. No actual ones, as opposed to <laughs> yes. what somebody tells tells them in there, and it's not really what's in there. Yes. So. <laughs> Ah, uh, Dewan. He's on Baby Watch, isn't he? Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, he thinks he's going to cons again. Yeah, I know. And he thinks he's doing a lot of things. <laughs> he talked this week about still going to the clubhouse. I'm like, yeah, good good luck with all that. Yep, 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 yep. Good luck but... letting her letting you go to the clubhouse while she's home with the baby. <laughs> so I want to look up this uh, flask Bruce Tim so I can get the name of it. It's the Big T's. The Big T's. It is a, a naughty and nice collection. Uh, come on, where's the more of the description on it? Ugh. Or so? It's oversized. Oh, and they said it was almost done four days ago, but I thought I'd been seeing it. Uh, Alright. thought I'd been seeing it. Oh, now it's just put me on Facebook for some reason. Ooh. Ugh. Not Facebook. Is this Facebook? Or is this... This looks more like Twitter. I don't know what this is anymore. I'm off in some realm of the interwebs that I don't know what it is. Not good. Yeah. So, bye-bye. Don't take me there without me knowing it. Yeah, I was kind of wondering when that uh, Too Little Toy book was coming. I didn't realize they were originating out of Austin. Well, it was Mondo. That's where Mondo is. Do you ever? How how far is Austin from you? Can you get down to Austin pretty quick, easily? Uh, three hours. That's not bad. No, it's not. I want to check. I want to check out Mondo sometime down there. Well, you can come down and we can go. I also want to check out Franklin Barbecue, but I don't want to wait in the line. Hey, yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. You wait in line, and then you get up there what you want. Like, he really makes a certain number of ribs a day. If you don't get there. If you want the ribs, you're, good luck with that. Because you, you gotta get there at 6 a.m. so you can eat at noon. Something like that, yeah. It's it's damn good barbecue. I don't know if it's better than anything you would find in Memphis or anything like that. Or but. it's like I said, I think Texas makes really the best brisket. Of course, the burnt ends down the road from me are pretty freaking good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'll give Texas brisket. You can get good brisket outside of Texas. Uh, it's just that's primarily what you're going to find here is my barbecue. So. I don't know. It's just when I think barbecue and I think Texas, I think brisket. 
there's one little place over in Kilgore, Texas. My how far away is that? To, oh, that's two and a half hours from me. Ooh. Probably. The place has been there forever. My parents used to go there when they were dating, and that's been 65 years ago, called the Country Tavern. Mm-hmm. And it serves ribs that are as good as I've had. And I've had what some cut? Uh, they're the standard baby back, back, back not baby backs, but standard back ribs. I will say I've gotten used to St. Louis cut. I just like them because they're long and they got a lot of meat on them. Well, these are probably you think the standard five inch, five inches, six inch. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. Anne loves baby back, and I'm just like Ugh. I'm not a big fan of baby backs. No, I'm are, not either. These are they st- take too much work. And they're real good. I'm sure there's better. I'm, in fact, I know there's better, better res, but those are as good as, as this whole place. Yeah, it, it, they still don't have a liquor license. You can bring. How do you, wait a second, how do you not do that in Texas? Uh, a lot of places don't have liquor license. You can bring in, it's BYOB, and they'll give you setups and all that kind of stuff. But And they still have just a jukebox. They don't have a sound system there. Oh, what's wrong with a jukebox? Nothing's wrong with a jukebox. Nothing wrong. And a pool table up front. A couple of pool tables. Just as you come in the door, you walk right into the pool table. Well, I don't think I've ever been in a barbecue place that has pool tables. Well, you've never been to the Country Tavern in Kilgore, Texas. Apparently not. I guess I'm <laughs> going to I'm gonna have to put in my list of things to check out eventually. I mean, they've been written up a couple of times in Texas Monthly Magazine for their ribs, quality of their ribs. But yeah, if you want to come down and go to Mondo sometime, we can do that. Post-COVID world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When's that going to be? Two years? Three years? Probably. There you go. I'm thinking mm. it'll be, I don't care what anybody's saying, you look at the more sober-minded medical people, and they're saying 18 months to two years before we have a really effective vaccine. Some people are predicting we'll have something by the end of the year, and that's, I think that's a little ambitious to expect that. But well, yeah. the problem is if it's like the flu and it mutates every season. Well, that's that's it. We will see. Yeah, yeah. So the only other thing I've been into is uh, the new Magic cards came out, and I'm I give a you know I haven't really done Magic in 20 years, but these have Godzilla cards in them, and it's like I'm a big fan of Godzilla, so I've been getting some just to try to get the Godzilla cards. <laughs> really? Okay. So, Magic, can you pull a rabbit out of a hat? No, no, no. It's that <laughs> you know what it is. Kinda. That's a different. Oh, so this isn't the card where I, I pick a card and you tell me what it is. Then kind of nope, okay. nope, nope. It's that collectible card game. I but... know. I'm just giving you yep. a hard time. Just making sure the audience knows. Right. But, yeah, they got Godzilla cards. So. That's good. So I love me some Godzilla. Have you got any like more? Like old school Godzilla with the guy in the rubber suit. That's the only kind of Godzilla. None of this well, yes. new fancy CGI stuff. I know. I, I hate realistic looking Godzilla of course you know I did like that film the Godzilla movie from what four or five years ago when they redid it I haven't seen the newest one I started watching Sven Gulli what is that <laughs> it's a show it actually originates out of Chicago it was local to Chicago he was at C2E2 well I knew that and that's when I first saw it I'm like it's this is Sven Gulli thing and then I started seeing some ads and, and some of the more of my the independent comics and such like that Right. Well, he did. Yeah, uh, they did a comic book with him. Here's this character. Or did you ever see the Elvira movie time show, where they just show old horror movies and she comes in? She uh, hosted it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I remember this that. is the same kind of thing. And you've got this guy, Rich Cause, I believe is his name. Well, he does not look like Elvira. That's for no, sure. No, he doesn't. Not even close. <laughs> uh, he hosts this. You know, he's got his, this is character called Svengu, and he's got makeup on that roughly makes his face look like a skull and a top hat, and, a, and it's all these classic old horror movies that they show. And he comes in at the breaks and makes jokes and does comedy routines and such like that. Gives trivia on some of it, like this is these actors were in these other movies and such, and it's. I don't know. I like some of those old movies, so it's kind of entertaining. It comes on. It's on Me TV. If you get that network, is that cable or airwave? It's cable. It shows a lot of those old TV shows from the 50s and 60s and the 70s. 
Oh, okay. Andy Griffith and Mayberry and on Mario Saturday Westerns. night on Saturday night after Svengoolie, it's called their science fiction night. So they show Land of the Lost, Ooh, Voyage to the Bottom of the up. Sea, Lost in Space, Time how, Tunnel. How late at night is that? Uh, well, his runs here locally. It runs 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, that's not bad. So then they start, and it runs from 9 p.m. way up all night long. Because I do, I, I say, I think they do classic Star Trek, Lost in Space, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Land of the Lost, Time Tunnel, and then I record this because I'm not up at this time, but like at six in the morning on weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, they do the old Batman TV show. So I record, I record those and watch those later. Not Batman 66. Yes, Pre- Batman 66. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, okay. I thought it was like from maybe some of the serialized stuff from the... No, no. Gosh, gosh, no. You can see that on some of that on YouTube and just see how completely awful it was. <laughs> hey, they had to work with what they had. I, yes, and they didn't have much. <laughs> no, I could do me some Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Of course, that's one of those things where I have fond memories of it, and if I sit there and watch it now, do I ruin my fond memories because it's not as good as I remember it? Uh, kind of. Like some of those shows, I didn't watch at all. Like uh, Land of the Land of the Giants. That's not. I said Land of the Lost. That's not it. Land of the Giants. Mm-hmm. Never got into that show. Never got into Space 1999 either. Ah. Oh. I remember fond memories about that, but I'm sure if I watched that, I'd realize how horrible the special effects are. <laughs> I, I don't know. I still watch the old classic Star Trek, and I still enjoy it. And yeah. Well, true. You can see that the bad budgeting there they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can always I, watch me some Buck Rogers. <laughs> Is those thirty-minute episodes or are they hour episodes? Hour. Time Tunnel was an hour. Those are all hour shows. Hour That's what I'm like. That's what I was thinking. Who's famous for his disaster movies, The Poseidon Adventure, The Towering Inferno, horrible, horrible science fiction shows in <laughs> the 60s. That's when, they're still, that's when they're trying to figure out science. They also do Green Hornet. I love me some Green Hornet. They got a new comic book coming out. Did you see that in the last previews? Oh, it's Dynamite. They always have oh, that's true. something. But still... I wouldn't mind. I know Mike Myers loves Dynamite, and I wouldn't mind. I mean, I like the James Bond stuff, but... I was going to say, they've done great on James Bond. Man, they just overdo it on some of the cover. The Vampirella and the, the Red Sonja, it's just like they got four or five series of each going, and there's like 10 to 12 covers of each, and it's just like, ugh. I know. But yeah, the James Bond was good. Oh, the James Bond origin, the covers, oh my gosh. All those Bob Q covers. Yeah, I love those. And I remember reading the uh, first three or four Bond series. Was that Morrison that wrote those? No, that was uh, Ellis. Ellis no. that wrote the first yeah. two, the first twelve issues, I think, is what it was. Two. Yeah, I remember reading those Ellis issues, and it was good. That was some good Bond. Yes, it was. They've done. There's been some other writers that have done good as well on there. Anyway, but yes, uh, that's Fingui. If you want to check that out, if you're not doing mm-hmm. anything on a Saturday evening while you're, I'm sure Anne would love to see those. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do some more reading. But it's it's funny because he does what what he's been doing on his show is showing clips of people he talked to at C two E two. So it's been oh, really? somewhat nostalgic watching the last few episodes. Oh, the only con of the season. Yes, the only con <laughs> of the season. <laughs> I'm curious to see if there's gonna be something small, like one of the hotel cons or if they're gonna start coming back before the big cons do. But Ugh, I just still don't know how exactly you do that. I don't know how you do it either. I don't know. So what else you got? Oh, I'm trying to sit here and just look around and see. Well, when the comics weren't coming out, I was doing some back issue stuff and trying to fill in some holes in my X-Men run. That's good. So I picked up a few big holes there. I got me an X-Men 4, so I was quite happy with giving. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So, but other than that, no, I'm just happy to finally, hopefully, be getting that uh, Drew Hayes art this week. Figure out which issue it's from. They didn't list it on there. E- yeah, I'll get those. That's art. That is art. I know. <laughs> uh, crap, I'm just, I need to read those TKO books. 
actually it's been a while since I sorted anything so I need to just like get some stuff sorted and put away in some of my long boxes I need to get some of my purged books on the eBay uh, oh I did get an, I did buy a bottle of exclusive whiskey this week okay so is this the one you posted that Tennessee yeah whiskey yeah Tennessee bourbon that. Tennessee and bourbon, bourbon does not have to be made in Bourbon County, Kentucky. Well, I thought to, it had to be made in Kentucky, and not necessarily nope. Bourbon County, but I thought it had to be in Kentucky. No, no, it's only got to be like 51% corn. Right. And okay. However, the mash bill is. Now, to be Tennessee whiskey, you have to have you have to be um, um, what's the uh, you have to be has to be a certain way it's filtered through um, not ash charcoal. You have to. It has to go through some kind of charcoal filtering process to be considered Tennessee whiskey. Okay. And Jack Daniels did that to put up a big moat because that's the way they do theirs, to put up a moat of anybody else calling it Tennessee whiskey. So it's something that they, they just made up like 10 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Ah. So anyway, the story on this is, so apparently, now this is this is a convoluted story. Okay. All right, so apparently when Peyton Manning graduated from college, you know, he met his wife in college, and she got a job in Chattanooga. So they've had, a, and she worked, or she got a job in Chattanooga for the first three years after they graduated. So apparently they had a home in Chattanooga that they pretty much, I don't know, I guess the locals there knew it, but hey, some of the rest of us in Tennessee didn't know it. But anyway, so in Chattanooga. So somewhere outside Chattanooga, around Chattanooga, there's a nine-hole golf course that's supposed to be just, for some reason, supposed to be this really awesome golf course. Right, and one of the traditions there, they don't even have a clubhouse or anything. They just got like a metal tin shack. But one of the traditions is that before, you, when you and your buddies go there, and you, you know, you, you, you know, you got to sign in, get your balls, get the uh, golf cart, whatever, and everything. So one of the traditions is you got to, sh- everybody's got to shoot a shot of whiskey before you go play. And so then it got to be where people would bring a bottle and they'd shoot it and then they'd leave it for the next people to come along. And so there's so apparently there's a bunch of bottles of whiskey there that people just leave and you can just pick one and you do everybody does a shot and you go. So you can't like take the bottle and drink more than a shot. So there may be some good bottles there. Blah blah blah. So anyway so anyway it's this really great golf course. And apparently I think I remember reading that either Manning bought it or somebody bought it. Anyway. So they got they took this tradition. They figured, well, if this golf course is known for this tradition, it should have its own whiskey. So him, Andy Reddick, and somebody else, they bought 13 barrels of whiskey from somewhere, right? And so it still has to be blended. So then they brought down this master blender from Kentucky, and she took it and did it and blended all these 13 barrels into this Sweeney's Cove, and it's a 13-year-old Tennessee bourbon. So pretty good age. She mixed it, you know— you got those 13 barrels. You never know if you can get them again. So the other, so they made, they made this whiskey. And so on Tuesday, the first 500 bottles was only available to Tennessee residents. So what did I do? I got online and put in my parents' address. (laughs) (laughs) Clever. So I actually got one of the 500 bottles and it sold out like in three minutes. And they so it was you know and then they're going to take the rest of the bottles and they're going to put them in liquor stores and restaurants or whatever in Tennessee and Georgia. So Chattanooga, you know, it's north of Atlanta. It's right there at the Tennessee Georgia line, almost at let me think South Carolina line or would that be the North Carolina? It's that 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 southeast corner where Georgia's there and one and the Carolinas come in and everything, right? That's where Chattanooga is. So that's why it's going to be bottles in Tennessee and Georgia. So so anyway, I was quite happy with that because I think, you know, I got that and I think uh, given the limited limited availability of it and how beloved uh, Peyton Manning is in Tennessee that if I wanted to, I could probably flip it in about a month or two for quite a bit. Or just yeah. keep it and drink it, which is what you're supposed to do with whiskey. Nice. That looked like a, a nice... It's a nice... It looked like a nice bottle. May taste good. May taste like crap. That's the thing with these things, you know. Yeah, Chattanooga. It's North Carolina. That's it's right there. Yep. That's what I'm thinking because it, it's kind of odd right there because North Carolina extends further than South Carolina. Right. So, but you know what? I should I you know I should know that because because um, Tennessee was part of North Carolina because back in the day when they the colonies and all that. They just extended it almost straight out, and so they did that cut there at the Appalachia, and what was western North Carolina then became Tennessee, or Tennessee Territory, or Tennessee, whatever you want to call it. Right. 
So along the whatever river that is. Oh, uh, it's the Appalachian Mountains. That's what it is. Yeah, it's the mountains. Interesting. So, yeah, I once did an R project. You know, there's actually just to get totally off on the subject again. You know, there is a website that has the old that has. How do I want to word this? It has all the geographic data or the longitudinal and latitudinal points for all the state lines and county lines of the United States for every state going back until the late 1600s. Damn. I actually did a little project where uh, you can animate it, and I animated it about how the states, how the counties grew in Tennessee. How they went from east to west and all this other stuff. They, but it does it for like all the states. So you can go in there and kind of get all the data. And if you could throw it in the right program, you can pick a year and you can go see how the, the counties, all were shaped and organized. And you can see you can see where some counties robbed the mile here, and then in, in ten years later another county would rob another mile here and all that. It's it's pretty interesting because you think all that stuff has been static, but no, nah, there was back in the 1800s and early 1900s, the county lines almost changed every time for all the counties and all the states. I don't know if it had to do with the you know rivers or creeks or whatever meandering different ways or whatever. You know, when you had these natural boundaries and they would change over time. Right. So, actually, I ought to see if I can find that. That's interesting. Well, if you've ever looked at a county map of Texas, it's really intriguing because you look at the north, well, really the whole eastern from about Houston up to Dallas, draw a line from Houston to Dallas. Well, actually, maybe a little west of that. The counties are smaller and oddly shaped based on, you know, natural rivers, creeks, and such. And as you move out into West Texas, the counties get larger and more squared off. You know, the county lines run north and south, east and west, and big, for the most part, blocked off. Of course, now you're getting out in West Texas, which is just desert for the most part. Well, you don't need counties when you have deserts? Well, just... Number one, you're getting population density. you got huge counties, but nobody lives there, or very few people live there. Mm-hmm. There is a county in West Texas called Loving County. Ooh! And, Some relatives? Uh, no. It's named after Oliver Loving, who was one of the originators of the Goodnight Loving Cattle Trail. But he's not related to us, to me, anyway. Oh. Back in the 70s, when an aunt of mine did our family genealogy, they tried to see if he was a relative of ours, and they couldn't trace it back. If he is, it's so distant that there's no... Loving County has the distinction of being the least populous county in the state of Texas. It covers several thousand square miles, and there's like less than a thousand people in the county. Let's see. So this isn't... Well, I was trying to log into the site where I published... Oh, maybe it's the Newberry Organization. Atlas of Historical County Boundaries, the Newberry Library, the Dr. William M. Scholl Center for American History and Culture. Interesting. So you can actually download it in... I think they might have a viewer there. We can get the GIS files, the ARC info files, the ARC GIS Explorer. Uh, uh, home. Let's see, using the Atlas. Ooh, they do do... They do have interactive maps in there. Oh, there's an interesting one of Texas right now. Let me send you the link. I think you'll find this interesting. I know who would find this interesting. Sparky. Sparky. Yes. So, Sparky, if you're listening, you need to... Ooh, how do you get to the chat on here? Type a message. Sparky always listens. Uh, Sparky, you need to go to the Newberry Library. N-E-W-B-E-R-R-Y. The Atlas of Historical County Boundaries. Because right now, the video I just sent, you can see Texas. Wow, that is interesting. Texas went all the way into New Mexico up into Colorado. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Republic of Texas, Iron County area. Ooh, that is actually interesting. That is more than Texas. You have more. You had like a lot of whatever. You had Colorado and up into Wyoming. Yeah, Texas once covered well over half of New Mexico, probably a quarter, of course, it's oddly shaped, about a quarter of the land mass of Colorado and just a little bit into Wyoming. That was what it was at the time of the Texas Revolution. And Man, Texas only starts in 1836. The Republic of Texas, yes. 
Yeah, look at that second link I sent you. That's the actual link to the interactive map. Oh, this is fascinating. I could just spend all day here. <laughs> well, not on Texas, but I can look at all the other stuff, too. Oh, yeah. And you even had a little part of, like, Arkansas. Yep. And Oklahoma. But see there over there now where you can you can pick all the different dates? Man, it looks like you can just grow counties. Oh, look. It looks like it became the Texas we know in about 1856. Uh, yeah, that's when all that was seeded. 18, 1854. Let's go to 18. Oh, 1850. 1850 is when he gave it up to the other states, huh? Had to give it back. No, it wasn't. It was, well, what time? There's 18. Well, in 1850, in you were still extending up into Wyoming. That was a hell of a panhandle. And then you see it still had part of Oklahoma and Arkansas in 1852. Wow, and you still had some big old counties out west. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are land districts in the Young Territory and the Presidio. Oh, so those aren't those aren't counties oh. yet. Uh, well, you also got, you know, you had the King Ranch. and Ooh, where's that at? That's down near in the hill country. Uh, which covered yeah. about three counties, but then the biggest ranch was in the panhandle of Texas called the XIT Ranch, which is X for the Roman numeral 10. 10 in Texas. It covered 10 counties in the panhandle. That's a big ranch right there. Yeah, that's a ranch. So, But anyway, yeah, there you go. You can sit there and historically look at county. I think, look, oh, look, it only goes from Texas up to 1975. Is that when the last county came about? I couldn't tell you. Well, you go out west, your counties look like. I told you they got they get they're blocked off. They run north yeah. and south. No, not until you get into the what near El Paso and down into well, south yeah. of Odessa. Then it's just like it looks like it's just hey, it was just a grab. Yeah, it's Brewster. You have county. a you have a Presidio County. Yes, and a Pecos County. Biggest county in Texas is right down there on the Rio Grande bend, the Big Bend, Brewster County. Yeah, that's a big county. And there's not a whole lot of people there. Brewster gained all of Bushell extinct and Foley extinct county. Bushell and Foley eliminated. Oh, <laughs> so basically they merged some counties. So it was county, but yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I found this. You can go to different states and just see how the counties grew over time. Just going back and look at go look at the earliest one, like the Texas Territory in 1836. Well, it wasn't a territory. It was a republic. Well, after the revolution, Texas Revolution, Texas War of Independence. So we were a republic of Texas from 1836 to 1845. Oh, Texas declared its independence from Mexico. Map depicts non-county area in the Republic of Texas. Oh, well. You have to get this out there so Sparky can hear this and go take a look. I think he'll go dive down this rabbit hole and we'll just lose him for a week. Well, no, he's planting now. I was going to say, he's got hay to start cutting here pretty soon. Ah, uh, hay. He's got his wheat cut, he told me. I do not miss hauling hay. Uh, nor do I. The one thing is, he does have a enclosed tractor, so when he's cutting hay, it's a, he's got an air-conditioned enclosure on his tractor. So. Well, I mean, there is that. Well, still, hay is hay. <laughs> oh, what else you got? Are we rambled on enough today? Um, I don't have anything else specifically, unless you've got another map resource i gotta okay i'm bookmarking this right now because i'm coming back to this oh you are why oh you weren't just uh oh what's the word you just weren't humoring me it actually seems interesting to you no this is no this stuff like this always fascinates me especially looking at these counties how they evolved well it's interesting if you go out west with the later states how you know grid like they are and you go to the eastern u.s and you sit there and it's just like it's just all like i don't know where the cows are roaming right well, that's... where a cow path was ended up being a county line oh so no that's that's all i got i probably need to go pay attention to ann kind of get ready for the yeah go week. finish dethatching your lawn Ugh. yeah of all the i did that yesterday and then it's kind of like all the all the videos and follow-up i've done indicate that i should have gone over the lawn over the lawn twice to adequately dethatch it. So I may have to go do that. But I pulled up a lot of thatch yesterday. That's good. That's good stuff. They can use it for mulch. Put it in your flower beds to keep the No, Ann's going. Out. It's like, if we had some goats, they could eat it. And I'm like, we're not getting goats. Could you get goats in that city limit 
area. Oh yeah, yeah. But we got those people's got some. They got chickens and such. We could probably have a goat. Keep in the garage. They never see it. <laughs> okay, you've got to get a goat now. You've got, you've got <laughs> a, we can do a whole episode on that goat talk. On well, you don't like goats. I like goats. Fine. You just don't turn your back on them. If you got a billy, don't turn your back on him, or you will <laughs> end up getting knocked around. I guess it's how big the goat is compared to you. Well, that's true. They don't. A goat can be. Yeah. A goat doesn't have to be a good size to send you flying. <laughs> you just, you talk like you've had an experience. I don't, but I saw my uncle, a great uncle, who once who had some goats, and he had. He had an artificial leg from the knee down. And one time he turned his back on the goat. I was standing there watching him. And the goat came up, butted him right in the butt. He went one way, his artificial leg went the other. Mm. That's something else Sparky can tell you about. (laughs) All right, then. Well, you've been listening to Best of the Rest. If you'd like to tweet the show, it's at BOTR Comics. You can reach me at JForgets. I'm at UT Engineer. We will see you next time.